I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And for Igor Fall 2018, for the last time, for the first time. Wait. <laughs> uh, we're doing Shining One from Above the Clouds. Uh, so yes, this is the last of the stories from the collection, um, Igor Falls, A Visitor's Guide. Um, also the, like, first wave of creep of, of stories by Chris Straub and Sarah Ferris, uh, in the Icar Falls series. Um, now before we begin, um, I'd like to get some things off my chest. Just, ah, uh, there we go. Feel better now? <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, I was worried I may have been overhyping this last story <laughs> just a bit, <laughs> uh, mainly because of my own fanboyism for the series. Uh, as well as my exposure to some outside endeavors, um, such as like RPG podcasts that I thoroughly enjoy, who use this material to adapt and expand and play games inspired by or in the setting. Here's looking at you, RPPR and the Drunk and the Ugly folks. Probably have been wearing rose-colored glasses over the course of this entire month, uh, mm-hmm. or season. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like I've, I've, I've also been kind of worried lately that I've been just yelling my opinion over you guys. Mm-hmm. So, and or like over defending um, things in the story due to my fanboyism or my favoritism for the series uh, and the, uh, uh, the content and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's because of this, I'd actually like to apologize to both of you, uh, Gamer and Yellow, Mikey, these stands for evil, for potentially over defensiveness and, and being aggressive with my opinion over the last few episodes. I don't know if I will be able to fix that, because it's just kind of how I am, but I will try and make an effort in the future. That's fair. Because um, it's, it, I, I feel like the last couple of episodes, our listeners may have noticed us like at each other's throats, Gamer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's fine. It's because we have very differing op- opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I have kind of rose-colored glasses over the series, so like... Yeah. It, it is kind of hard to, like, not, or, like, it is kind of hard for me to stand by and, like, have somebody, um, have such, like, have, like, kind of a, um, a dissenting view of, or opinion of something I love, mm-hmm. and not, like, want, like, to defend it. I, and that's not a good thing to do, like, to, like, over-defend, because, like, mm-hmm. that's basically, like, gatekeeping or something like that. So, I apologize for, like, stepping over your toes and jumping over your, your opinion. Because he's your own opinion. He's sorry. Okay. With that out of the way... <laughs> you want to hug? Yes. You hug it out? You want to actually hug it out? Yes. <laughs> <You're off. laughs> Is it better? Yes. Okay, good. With that out of the way... <laughs> I, I'd hug you, but I, I fear I'd fall through the uh, the cosmos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you become more corporeal, or are you always sort of semi-incorporeal at all times? Yeah. I was waiting for the... Yes. (laughs) It's uh, my defensive mechanism. I see. So that I can subconsciously, you know, not have to worry about people throwing rocks at me. That's fair. (laughs) That's why asteroids take out planets. (laughs) They're actually just resized rocks. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Nice. Uh, Alright, so let's let's move on to Shining One from Move the Clouds by Sarah Ferris, the second story that she uh, contributed to the collection and, uh, I believe, the website. Um, I'm not sure if she's done any more. In well, it the can't be on the website. Stuff. I had to transcribe it for us. Okay, yeah, <laughs> let, let's quickly, uh, let's just do a quick adjustment. So, you can check out this on the, uh, in the, uh, in the collection. Uh, it's the kind of final story that kind of, like, ends the, the book. But, and it, it should be available on the website. However, the link doesn't work. Hmm. Um, I tried several times on different browsers to hit the read more, mm-hmm. but it kept sending me to the front page. Mm. So I don't know if it's just a broken link or something like that, but yeah, that kind of needs to be fixed if they, mm-hmm. uh, if people want to read this one, uh, without spending money. <laughs> well, and 
as we established last week, because this is a different author, yeah, that uh, it, it might just be removed just because they're trying too hard or whatever. And okay, because last week it was. Uh, the accent is like that's how he speaks. Damn it! Well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was I'm continuing it this week. Okay. What is it? Okay. So, "Shining from Above the Clouds" is an excerpt from a. Uh, Basically, like, like from a textbook. Um, is it actually though? No. Okay. Yeah, this this is a fictional. As far as I can tell, I Google. I tried googling it. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can tell, displaced gods mythology connects amongst a forgotten people by Doctor James W. Heyer of and uh, published by Pr- uh, Bristol Press, St. John's Field, nineteen seventeen. As far as I know, that is not a actual book. Uh, if it is, somebody correct me. But googling it did not find any really real results. Um. And it basically just goes on about um, how the Monoton tribe of West Virginia um, have a differing uh, Shining One creation myth than uh, other tribes in North America and, other, and abroad, because uh, while most uh, ones are about like the people, this one seems to be about a geography, i.e. Icker Falls and that area. Um, and it goes into uh, the story of Shining One, uh, which is usually um, portrayed from... Uh, like. Let me pause you for a second. Yeah. Is the belief of Shining One an actual thing amongst other Shining tribes? Shining One is actually an entity from mythology. So it's Trickster so and some of that. But Shining yeah. One in this one is depicted more as a villain this yeah. character. Uh, as we go into the actual excerpt of the myth, um, basically Shining One is tormenting the trees and the gods and the, for- and the, and the animals um, and contaminating the land. And the gods and the animals and the trees go to Trickster, the kind of myth- uh, Native American mythological hero character to try and stop it, and but he is afraid to fight uh, Shining One. Um, but the gods are saying, hey, we got to get this guy out, out here, uh, out of here before the, before humans show up, so go deal with it. And so, so Trickster goes and uh, confronts him and um, uh, gets him to go on a race. And like if he wins, he gets a bunch of... Uh, if, if Shining One wins, Trickster has to give him like his eyes, his ears, and his uh, tongue to do stuff to, to men when they show up. And if Shining One loses... Uh, Trickster gets like a bunch of stuff from Shining One, um, and so they do the race. They race for for days until none of them can until they can't race anymore. Um, and then Trickster just starts stabbing and killing Shining One, um, and ripping out the parts that he uh, he wanted, um, and throws them all like discards them like he puts the uh, his bones down deep in the earth and they become blackened. Uh, and hard, or blackened and brittle. Um, his heart becomes a, a waterfall. Uh, his mind becomes still in the forest. And the only thing that they can't find, like anybody, like the animals, the trees, the gods, and the trickster, is uh, Shining One's spirit. Uh, and they all try to catch it, and they all fail. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that the animals and trees could speak. Yeah, well, that's actually a, a very common thing with, uh, with the yeah. Native American mythology. Yeah. yeah, but it's important in this because they can speak now. But yeah. and the oh, trees yeah, yeah. could also yes. move. Yes, because yes. They, yeah, because they do actually. They, yeah, they actually kind of explain like yeah, like the trees were like are vibrant, so then they can move. But they chased spirit uh, the shining one spirit so uh, so hard and like failed that they became still and like like tired, and so that's why we have trees. Mm-hmm. And the animals tried chasing them, but they couldn't and failed, and they became dumb um, and normal animals. And then, or animals that we know today. Yeah. And then the gods tried, and they failed, at, and to the point that they were scared, and they just basically, Shining One Spirit, chased them away. Um, and Trickster saw all this, and um, enshrouded Icker Falls with a mist, and marked, uh, when when humans showed up, he marked some of them so that they could know the, tr- uh, they could know the secrets and truths. Um, and that's kind of how the, uh, and so they could be keepers of the secret place. Uh, and that is basically where the, the myth ends. Um, and uh, for further reading on the Monoton, uh, or Monoton, see Albert and Bidgood, 1912. Is that an actual thing? That is. Um, at, like, Albert and Bidgood were actually people who, um, like, wrote books on, like, Native American uh, tribes and peoples. So, that is the rundown for Shining One from Above the Clouds. 
let's go into grammar Nazisms or grammar inquisitions because everyone expects it at this point. Uh, and the animals and the trees and uh, and the animals and the trees of the land called to trickster save us from shining one for he, his ways are cruel and his manner yeah, and his manner is harsh and trickster thought and knew that he could not destroy shining one for powerful was he and his and strong was his magic. Oh boy! So this story is almost this excerpt and this myth all this myth is almost entirely front ends and occasional front butts. Mm-hmm. Now that said, <laughs> I'm going to put my opinion on this. Um, I want on the record that this is how a lot of oral histories and myths are told and transcribed in books mm. regarding like uh, Native American mythologies and like I think even the Bible does a lot of this kind of stuff. Yep. But I promise not to gripe too much on my fellow co-hosts on wanting to pick at this if they so choose. Hmm. And that is my grammar acquisitions, because I didn't really notice anything else. So, Mikey, he stands for evil. Take another uh, note real quick. I'm going to write something down. Well, uh, I don't have any. Okay. Because that whole... I would theoretically only have issue with the first two paragraphs, and there's not really much there to look at. So... The rest is all transcribed from somewhere, yeah. hypothetically, so it could also be a translation thing. Yeah. So if it's translated... Well, it was likely then... translated with whatever the Native American language was. Yeah. Because um, I'm not sure. It's not always... It's not all Ojibwe. Um, no. So, yeah, it would be something yeah. else down there. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's one of those things where a translation would have a lot more ands and buts and... Mm-hmm. Things like that because of their grammar and their like the translation between. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of gave them a semi-free pass just because it's trying to be like a Bible. Yeah. Or in that regard, it's almost it's almost dialogue to a degree mm-hmm. because of the fact that it, you're getting it secondhand and yeah, whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Gamer. <clears throat> well, um, I'm going to start with what I just wrote down, because cool. you both just mentioned it. Yeah. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? I think that's the line from a song, actually. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Yeah. <laughs> Second story in a row by this author, which has a reason why the story can't be written smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like, I give you props for coming up with a reason as to why, but it's a little frustrating. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. It's two in a row where they're like... I can write it however I want because of this reason. Like, they always have a magical MacGuffin. It's like, it's fine because of this. That being said, um, I have a title rename, (laughs) as I did from the last one, and 51, because there are 51 ands in this story. Hmm. And, like, when your entire story is 854 words, it's bad that 17% of the story is and. Mm -hmm. That's just me, though. Okay. Um, so overall, after looking at the whole thing, there are nine paragraphs to make up the story, two being the intro and outro in italics, so they don't really count, but out of those nine, only one of them starts with a proper word to start a paragraph. Hmm. Six of them start with and. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. Especially to the point where it's like, and, then the paragraph, and, paragraph, and, paragraph. It's just, yeah. I don't like that. Then, um, the very first word, even, of the entire story was of, and I don't think I've seen a story start with a word like that? Because it's like, the very start of the story is of an interesting parallel between certain uh, vanished African, Inuit, and Asian native groups. That's how it starts. Hmm. So it's like, of what? You're, you're referring to something previously, but there's nothing there. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Also, that entire first sentence is a massive run-on. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, I, there's I stopped a semicolon. Uh, there's a period of halfway through. No, there isn't. It's a comma. Uh, no, um... But a very geographic and tribe-specific location. Period. Yes, that, that that's the yeah. part I'm oh, referring that's, to. Okay, but, that's what you mean. Okay, sorry. But there yes. is a semicolon. I thought you meant the whole West paragraph. Was. <laughs> I hate those. <laughs> I just hate those. You just yeah. hate English. Yeah. I do, actually. You hate the English language. Yeah. yeah. There's a semicolon after West Virginia. It just breaks it up halfway. West Virginia. Just so you know. But if you want to properly break it up, just use a freaking period, right? Wow, but it's continuing the thought. The idea is... Yeah, but as long as a string of 
uh, sentences that end with periods are all in the same paragraph, they're all continuing the same thought, right? Like, I know I'm probably ignorant on semicolons, so I need to learn more and get good, but I just find them kind of unnecessary. Moving on, though. This first thing is talking about how um, this creation story breaks from the others, however, um, is that it seems it's not a world and mankind creation story, but a very geographical and tribe-specific location. But I don't think it is, because this story is based around the creation of man and the creation of the world. Well, no, because uh, this, like, this one's about oh, a specific... Is... It's before like men are about to show up. It's about the preparation uh, that has to happen for man's arrival. Meanwhile, like it kind of says that it has nothing to do with the creation of man. I guess from that point of view, yeah, but like it's like usually it's like the 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 uh, the shining one or the creation myths of Native American stuff um, have the actual creation ones, of man, the, the actual creation of man and, and the world. Whereas this one is again like kind of geographically specific, where it's like Icarus Falls itself. But it's also it's not right before humans show up. It's also like, not though. It isn't. No, it it can't be geographically locked because otherwise. Um, that chipmunk outside that we saw earlier would be talking to us, and the trees would be walking around because this influenced the I, whole world. Yeah, you're n- <sighs> unless it look right. It, it, you're not wrong, like in the, by thinking that. Um, but it could be like since it does say that it's tribe specific in that it is that area. Like maybe the animals like talked and like were a lot more active than other animals around the world until they were here, and now they're just now they're lame animals and they're still trees and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you see, the magic of Icar Falls uh-huh. allowed the trees to move and the animals to speak, but then this happened. So it was already a magical location in the world, the only spot where this, these things could happen, and then it was taken away. And I'd be fine with that if it said that, <laughs> but yeah. it does not. Well, welcome to mythologies. <laughs> you have to read between the lines and do some subtexting. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, again, like, it is kind of confusing, but then again, like, that's, that is mythology in a nutshell. <laughs> to a point, yeah. Um, um, this part, I kind of, I felt like there should have been some um, mention of the Shining One before he's mentioned, because it just goes straight into him. Like, um, another way it differs from the others in the quote-unquote the Shining One arc is that it makes little mention of Shining One's people or home. And it's like, essentially, it's saying, like, it differs from what? Because I, I'm asking, what is it differing from? Because it's not telling me what it's referring to previously. Well, uh, which in other stories, it's, it's always mentioned that uh, as being above the clouds or beyond the moon. Whereas Shining One appears to be already down. Yeah, but unless I, unless I already know about previous Shining One stories, yeah. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, and this is kind of an out of context. Well, not out of context. This is kind of like in media res, like... Throwing you in the shit kind of thing already. Yeah, it's like, yeah, um, you need to have context to actually fully understand it. Yeah. Well, for further reading, look up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And we missed the context because of an ellipses at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, there's an ellipses, uh, like, meaning that, like, it basically, like, it's being pulled out from a previous thing. Ellipses? Yeah. Right. At the very beginning of the Shining One, like, myth, there's an ellipses there. Oh, there it is, yeah. So you're not wrong. There's stuff missing. <laughs> there is stuff missing. It's just they pulled this excerpt for this the story. Yeah, but like again, like I kind of have the same feeling that um I had from the previous excerpt situation we had, where I, I don't like just having the middle and yeah, that's not fine. having what's before it because I need to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like if you've never watched Lord of the Rings and you just watch the last one, <laughs> or just watch the middle one or something. Where, like, you have nothing in the the previous and after it. I actually tried that once with the, but not, like, like I watched the Fellowship of the Movie, the fel- the movie Fellowship of the Ring, and I was like, all right, well, I don't have to read the book, I just read, read, oh. just, read, just read Two Towers. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Well, I got through the first couple of chapters, or well, I got through the first couple of chapters and, like, stopped because it was back when I was not great at reading. <laughs> um, and, like, basically just recap the end of Fellowship. <laughs> Nice, because it was basically like when uh, Boromir is getting killed by the uh, the um, Uruk-wai, or Uruk-wai, the Urukai, and um, uh, no, he's being whole... killed repeatedly by uh, Legolas when Ghibli <laughs> kept hitting his bow. Right? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I forget um, that was from, but that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, yeah. It's like, just recapped the last bit of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, if, yeah, if you don't like that kind of, like, just being, like, tossed into media res, like, yeah, you're not going to like that kind of, this kind of storytelling. So. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it's describing itself by using itself to describe itself? It, it's it's referencing something that you need to look, you need to look up yeah. Shining One, what, what other Shining One stories are about yeah. before reading this kind of thing. Yeah. I might actually be on on a similar page to you once we finish that at the end because mm. I have some uh, my, I have a kind of my I, conditional con- some conditions to my recommendations on this mm. one so yeah and then um uh just in regards to the title mm-hmm. like the title is shining one above the clouds but after reading the story he never goes above the clouds it's more like the death of shining one <laughs> the death and rebirth of shining or, or the death and imprisonment of shining one pretty much yeah like. <laughs> And at the start, it says that um, it, I think it mentions something about clouds at the start, where most of them have shining one as a a, a creature that's above the clouds or something. Yeah, and that's actually yeah one of the misses. Like yeah, it is shining both one above the clouds. Or basically, um, this whole like the shining one actually is the theory is actually where a lot of the uh, conspiracy theories come around of like Native American mythology being linked to aliens mm-hmm. because shining ones in in their mythology, shining one is from above the clouds or from beyond the moon, uh, as it says in the book. Um, so, like, it's sky people, basically. Oh, okay. Um, so that's why a lot of people, a lot of, like, conspiracy nuts and ufologists believe that um, Native American mythologies can be, like, looked at for evidence of alien encounters. Okay. So if it was shining one from above the clouds, not just above the clouds? Because when it says above the clouds, it's, it's talking... It, before even reading it, I thought that there was going to be some godlike creature above the clouds that's speaking to someone. But no, that it, doesn't that's happen. Not, yeah, no, it's, it's shining one is that, but he's, like... Not in this, though. It's a complete back. Like shining one above the clouds is what all the other ones are. But like, this maybe story that's where it came. It could be. It could actually like to to interpret again. This is interpreting mythology from above the clouds. It could be that he's from that, like yeah. from above the clouds. Yeah, mm-hmm. which it does say shining one from above the clouds. Um, like that's where it came from, and then like he started ruling cruelly over the world. I don't know why I typed without from down here. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he does, and it does say that the like his um, it did say that the animals like um. Like want him want to want him want them the, themselves to be saved from him because his ways are cruel and his manner is harsh. So like his basically he's ruling over the land from above the clouds kind of thing. Or like he came down and ruled like cruelly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If he did come down from above the clouds, but again yeah. another situation <laughs> where if you don't have the context, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Either way, that's the end of my grammar related discrepancies. It is. Yes. Okay. Uh, then on to actual thoughts. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to start with a quote. Little is known of the Moniton, save for isolated instances and trade of trading pelts, yeah, of trading pelts of strange and curious nature. Alvord, 1911. And having what local legends describe as a curious and hesitant nature. Uneasy was their approach, and always did they seem to listen for sounds unheard. Big good and higher, 1909. Nigger Falls, a place to go to get away from everything. From everything. Um, also, if my Wikipedia, my wiki search is to be believed, there's a lot to know about the Monoton people. (laughs) Um, like whole articles of them and other tribes that lived in West Virginia. (laughs) Though perhaps the the Monoton people, the Monoton tribe specifically meant reference in this story and in this, uh, that held this myth cycle of Shining One and the whole Acre Falls thing, uh, could just be like a, a specific tribe of Monoton. Or a fictionalized version of the Monton people. Um, but yeah, because like I looked up, it's like Monton tribes. They're the prominent, well, one of the prominent tribes of West Virginia. <laughs> well, when I looked up Monton, because I also did. Okay. Uh, what came up was a Wikipedia article that said that they, like, yes, they vanished, I think, because they're no longer yeah. active, but. They were active from the 1400s to the 1600s. Mm. So for someone to be talking about them in the 1900s and saying their mannerisms seems a little off. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so they were actually kind of a secretive... So were they actually... Because I I, perused through it and I couldn't... And it seemed like they were... From what I read... To be honest, it doesn't talk about their mannerisms at all. Well, it says... Uh, uneasy was their approach, and always did they seem to listen for sounds unheard. Yeah. So that's 
what cautious you, and yeah, you would expect someone to describe a person, but they've never actually seen them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's talking about the legend. No, that's talking about it. Does say and having a uh, local having uh, what local legend describes as a curious and hesitant nature. That is local legend. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, legends can't be passed down. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the based on what I read there. Uh, there was the Monitons, or Monitons. Monitons? Yeah. Okay. And they shared a language with another Aboriginal group and probably got assimilated ah. by that one of the other groups. That's why there's not much information on them. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it's not necessarily that they disappeared, but their, they became their name yeah. stopped being yeah. they joined other tribes. Gotcha. In my Googling of them, I was playing Secret World Legends and not Googling them. Because <laughs> I figured you guys would. Fair enough. Um, Alright, so my, actually my final actual thought before we go into final thoughts. Um, and then the trees cried out, We see it! And grabbed Shining One's spirit. But it moved too fast, and let the trees weak and still. And the animals cried out, We see it! And grabbed the sh- uh, at Shining One's spirit. But it moved too fast again and left the animals scared and feeble. And the gods cried out, We see it! and grabbed the spirit, but it was too strong and scared all the gods away. And Trickster looked around at the still wood, at the dumb animals, and knew Shining One's spirit would not be stopped, though it was tied to that place. And so Trickster caused great mists to form, so that none could find where where Shining One remained. And when man came, Trickster put his mark on some of them and made them keepers of the secret place. Um, as well as adding on to that, the um, uh, the whole like what happened to the parts of of um, of uh, I almost said secret one, <laughs> shining one, <laughs> uh, where like his bones were put down the, uh, into the ground yeah. and like deep in the ground, and they turned black and brittle, like iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his heart became the the falls, Acre Falls. And uh, his, um, which actually is interesting. Actually, that makes sense because so Shining One is basically an analogous god in in Native American mythology. Iker is technically blood of the gods, like mm. in mythology, like uh, the description for Iker or Ikor. Mm. Um, the original version, the original thing for it is it's um, blood of the gods. It's what mm. the gods bleed. Um, mm. So the fact that it's called Iker Falls is actually analogous to that to that origin. Mm. Um, and then his mind was put was was put into a slumber in the woods. Where, to become a king. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of the still wood. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, um... No. The, the, the still wood king is the guardian of... Of the, the still wood. It basically yeah. of the sleeper, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like, his mind market. slows as well as like that place kind of slows yeah. down, I think. So, not exactly an in-depth explanation for stories previously read <laughs> in this. More of a broad strokes kind of revelation of what's going on in Icker Falls, or like what lies in the mists of Icker Falls. Um, as well as some hinting at, um, of stories we've read. So, like, I, I kind of, actually, now that we're reading this, I, I just, like, think about that, it kind of reminds me of, uh, like, how we were discussing with, um, was it 30? It was down the, down a narrow dirt road, mm-hmm. uh, where we were talking about the fog monster. Yep. So, I think Stillwood, or uh, not Stillwood, um, Shining One's spirit could technically be that monster, that fog monster. Hmm. Like the, again, the the thing that corrupts, like makes things worse mm-hmm. in uh, supernaturally. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's my kind of my my last of the actual notes for this was that reading it, it does. It, I I realize it isn't like again, like because I was worried I was overhyping this one because it, it, it's more like broad strokes, um, and it kind of like I know it got my mind like thinking and developing like and connecting dots that may not mm-hmm. be there, but. Uh, it is more like kind of broad strokes revelation of like things that happened in around and around Icker Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my actual thoughts. So, Mikey, these stands real. All right. So, my first issue is with the first sentence of the story after they explain the excerpt. Ah, excerpt. The first actual sentence. Yeah. So, of an interesting parallel between certain vanished African, Inuit, and Asian native groups. So, my issue with that is that I feel that's too broad of a statement. Yeah. It, and if you have certain groups, 
then you already know who those groups are, and you can tell us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story doesn't like telling us things. And, I mean, here in Canada, we have Inuit. So I, I traveled to the Eskimo Fortress just to check on their uh, <laughs> their, their vanishings, and mm-hmm. apparently it's complete hogwash. Okay. So, oh, well, there you go. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the one that people will find when they Google uh, Inuit vanishing is uh, the vanishing village of Angikuni Lake. Okay. And it's literally just Pulp Fiction. Yeah, isn't it like a like a an ice city that like or like an ice village that just kind of like like vanishes or reappears elsewhere? Aye. Or like a phantom city. I remember that was. I remember hearing about a myth, like like an Inuit myth in like the Northwest Territories, of like a an ice city with people that like like a phantom city that just kind of like vanishes and appears mm-hmm. elsewhere. Yeah, and the other thing you'll find when you Google that is an uh, Inuit magician who's famous for making things vanish. Really? No. <laughs> I would. I would. I would have been missing. Yeah, I was trying to think of a clever magician name, but I couldn't, so I just had to drop it anyways. In you what? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you nailed it. <sighs> Alright. Uh, my next issue, which I have, is who won the race? <laughs> <laughs> a tie. Yeah. And then they realized it was going to be a tie. And, like t- uh, Trickster was just like, w- w- went the dirty route and just fucking started killing Shiny One. But, I mean, if it's a tie... Then technically they both win, which means that... Patricia didn't want to give up his ears, his eyes, and his uh, tongue. Yeah. Even though that does kind of seem like the kind of stuff that uh, the Shining One, Shining One would have uh, to corrupt people in the, in, the, in the world now. Yeah. So I wonder if there was like some like trade-off. But again, it's not said. Mm-hmm. We all know... The race is unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. 100% unnecessary. He didn't want to fight, so he raced it. That's about it. But <laughs> the outcome of the race didn't mean anything, and we fought him anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the race was there just to weaken Shining. the Shining One. No, it was there to add length to the story. Because um... it, it didn't say that, now with Shining One weakened, I could strike. It's just, we raced, we got tired, I killed them. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could say like because uh, like, like, I, I could say that it was brought up because that is actually again like races in again like at least stories I've read or legends I've read often there'll be like a race or like some kind of competition mm-hmm. and but to have like Trickster who is who is like kind of like one of the the big heroic characters of of that mythology um, just straight up murder the guy is kind of a, a weird thing at the end so it's yeah. like almost kind of like a like a breaking, or kind of like kind of a like if deviation from it, like to kind of, or to kind of like show that like this is kind of more of a horror story, like because he actually just straight up like this is how this deviates is that trickster straight up just murders a guy after like because he thinks he's going to lose the race, <laughs> or he has lost the race, yeah, or he has lost the race, yeah, he did lose the race, and so he actually just murder he just murdered the, the winner so that he wouldn't win. Mm-hmm. I just um, wish it say it would say things. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's it's a legend. It's like that's how myths are made. <laughs> like that's just how like they're... everything about the whole race really bugs me. Because like they essentially say, "Come, let's race uh, each other," and then they talk about the winnings, and then um, Shining One accepts. Then the race starts, but we're not told what the race even was. From the sounds of it, they're just kind of running forever. Yeah, that's that's how like the mythology would have done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would have traded it. <laughs> And that's just they raced for days and nights until they finally could not could race no more. So like again, we have no winner. Yeah. And then he just kills him. And then he just gets killed. And then like that's how like all these other things like kind of become part of Falls mythos. I just wish you would say things. Or <laughs> he's like, you wanted a more traditional narrative. Well, you wanted a more like like a more a more modern narrative to this. I just want a little bit of like rational thinking. Like even at the end, like you don't have to say it immediately so you can surprise the um, the reader even. But like they do the race. And then after the race, we're both tired. Like, I lost, but whatever. But now that, now that he is tired, I can kill him because he is weakened. It doesn't say anything about weakening him. It's just yeah, just they, they race until they can race anymore. The and thing is, death. there is a thing in, in story right in, in, in storytelling that is called subtext and reading between the lines. And yeah, if you just read this at face value, you're not, like, it's going to be like that. But if you, re- if you like, think on it a little bit, like, it does 
have like like yeah, that's why the race was there. Like was basically to tire out Shining One so that he could murder him, or it's to deviate from the usual narrative of this mythos where Shining One or like they would have had a, a race, but and usually Trickster would win or would win through some kind of cunning. But no, he just straight up just murders the the, the murders his uh, his adversary, which is a little bit out of I think might be a little bit out of place for that narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, again, to add a little bit more to the horror element of the story over like the the overall setting and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, my next note here is a question, which is what is the moral of this story? Because a lot of yeah. Native American stories have a moral, have a message or a moral, or something that it's. This of, isn't about a moral. This is news. This is just what actually happened. This is yeah. factual evidence. Yeah. Well, if someone's in your way, kill them. Yeah. <laughs> if you think you're going to lose, kill the kill your opponent. Yeah. Or stop never expect it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a road rash. Yeah. It's method. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more like um, again, like like gamer said, it is kind of more just like. It's less about telling a message and more just explaining the origin of Vicar Falls is like like kind of main like thing or aspects, mm-hmm. um, and being horrific because yeah like they basically get rid of the narr- the the meaning of the they basically get rid of the um, the uh, the message which probably would have been if this had been like a more tra- like a more like another like an actual like uh, trickster thing um, he would have lost the race trickster probably would have lost the race and like would have had to come up with some other way to either. Um, Get out, get out of not giving him his parts, or give his parts up to Shining One, mm-hmm. well, and that would have been the moral: like, don't, like, don't go over your, or like, it would have been basically, don't, uh, don't be cocky or something like that, yeah. or don't get PNC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's just one of those things that sort of in the back of my mind, I was like, well, why isn't there something there? Because that would have made it more uh, authentic feeling, I guess. Yeah. Well, they, again, they do say at the beginning, like this is this deviates heavily from those sh- yeah. those stories, and this is why mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because there is no message. It's just it's horror, mm-hmm. <laughs> or all the other stories are where they they take this story and we're gonna add messages. Yeah, add messages and make gonna, it gonna, nice. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna add some messages to this. But this is like the hundred percent like transcribed story from like oh, MNN so from back be, then like this, this is like Monitor News Network <laughs> <laughs> like this is just them like copy and pasted it over like this is the actual facts yeah and this is uh, I was before you went into that silly thing yes. I was gonna say like you like this could be actually yeah like this is the the uh, the root of all the Shining One myths and they just kind of like changed it over the year over the years yeah. Kind of thing. yeah so so that's my thoughts on this that haven't already been touched on. So. All right, gamer. Okay. Um, I I had a little bit of a problem with how sudden the story starts, and I don't mean the start of the whole thing with of whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Um, with the actual story starting where it starts with ellipses and animals. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's it was just so sudden because a it's written completely different from the the previous because it's littered with ands. Yeah. And all that, and the only. Real t- and it doesn't have like references to other people like Bidgood and Hare and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the only real tell that the story is actually starting now is that it is slightly indented. Yeah, and it's only noticeable on the Google Doc that I wrote up on the in the book. It's like two I lines on the bottom. Yeah. It's hard to see. It's hard to notice. It's even there. Yeah, there's like an indent. Like it's 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 like a. Yeah, it's tabbed like, a little bit, but that's yeah. about it. But it's right at the bottom of the page. It's hard to even notice it's there. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do like a quote. Like on the start, and then like just basically left the quote at the, until the very end, or like quote it like because like it is kind of like an oral tradition thing. So like it is technically dialogue um, as well as being. Uh, I, I know. Dude. So it's got uh, double MacGuffins. Calm down, gamer. Akimbo MacGuffins. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, so I'm just surprised that like yeah they didn't do something more with the. Um, yeah, like if they just put in like, and here's the uniquely told story of the Shining One told by the Manhattan. Yeah. And that would fill in the last couple of lines there and then have everything tabbed over and yeah. give a clear uh, distinction between backstory and the actual story. <laughs> then, um, um, next quote is, Then the other gods came to Trickster and said, Soon man will be on Earth and you must go and stop Shining One, for man cannot bear such evil. Um, and then, again, this is the second time where I'm like, so this is, in fact, a story about world and mankind creation and not about just 
some geographical situation. Well, it, no, it says like geographical and tribe specific because. Yeah, man's oh, well, we, we did. Yeah, yeah, we we, we did that. Anyways, yeah. yeah, and um, the only other thing I have written down really that we haven't already talked about is um, um, just I I wrote down just I assumed that your big revelation with this with um you called this um that the shining one being bound taker falls in that it's essentially it's the reason that everyone's lives are getting messed with essentially basically yeah yeah that and like again like his um like. Finding out where, like, why, like, there's, like, because it does actually geographically create things in the in this world, like, based off Shining One, like, again, his bones are basically the iron, and his his heart is where the falls were created. Did it say that they're yeah, iron? It specifically, well, it doesn't say it, but again, it's subtext. Like, his bones were were buried deep in the earth, where they became black and brittle, and the town has a mining has an iron mine. Is iron brittle? Yeah, it's black and hard. Brittle is another word for hard, or is another type aspect of hard of hardness. And actually, I believe in one of the stories, it said that they had to use a process on the iron um, because it was brittle. Um, okay, then but, yeah, yeah. But then, and then the falls were created by its by his heart, and hmm. his mind was created. His mind basically created the still wood. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like those are the revelations. Again, like I may again, and I will fully admit, I may have also just like read deep into the story. Mm-hmm. And as I like to do, it's not blackened and brittle; it's just blackened and hardened. Blackened and hardened. So yeah, iron basically. At least, again, it, it, it's an interpretation. Um, or it's fossilized. Or coal. Like it could also be just like it could have become coal. Or they're um, just fossils. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, usually if it's black and, and hardened, it's not fossils; it's coal. <laughs> so you're saying the shining one was actually a dinosaur? Yes. Ooh. From above the clouds, so space dinosaurs. It was a, it was a goddamn dinosaur laser fight. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja party. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. No, it's fine. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like I said, like my my broad. It was, I realized, like reading the story, it's more or less broad strokes across, like. What's kind of like the origin of things in, in Nicker Falls, and not like specific stories kind of thing. Except for maybe the Stillwood is probably the clo- is probably the most the clearest one. Oh yeah, I mean it doesn't say it's that in that one specific area. It just says the wood, the, the trees stopped moving. No, no, like he said, like his mind was put in the woods, and like I need to. Sorry, I do. Need well, I know, to, but uh, the Stillwood King isn't in all yeah. forests. He's in one specific forest. Yeah, but the, again, it says this isn't like all like all over the place. It's it's geographically locked. Right at the beginning, it said that it was. Uh... Yeah, but it also affects the entire world <laughs> because all the trees <laughs> the animal, don't move. Well, those ones don't move. But like even before that, though, like I said, um, there was um, when they cut them all. When they cut up Shining One. Um, Oh, I know. His mind goes into the trees, and the trees become still. Yeah. Fell into a goose and was hidden in the great woods, where it slept and dreamed and made much confusion in the woods as well. So, yeah, again, like, it's... And I could just be over-gushing, or overthinking it, and looking too deep into the story, but that's kind of where, mm-hmm. I, where, where I like to go. Essentially, so. the differences with our thoughts is, um, you're, you're reading between the lines, and you're potentially using all the extra knowledge you have yeah. from other things you've read afterwards, and I'm treating it at face value. Yeah. Which is apparently how you're not supposed to read this. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Because then you hate it. <laughs> well, no, like, I mean, again, like, we just, like, you have, like, you you do that, that that's what, how you read stories. Like, you have to be, it has to be straightforward. You can't, like, write, like, you don't want, like, illusions. I, I hate stories. it when I have to write half the story myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, like, then, then you're not going to like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Final thoughts then. Um, so yeah, the only uh, so Albert and Biggood, or yeah, it says uh, for further reading, look uh, all the Moneaton, look up Albert and Biggood, um, nineteen twelve. Uh, yeah, so Albert and Biggood, as I found out, were actual people. Um, and so really, the uh, the only thing that was kind of falsified or like fabricated for the story and stuff was probably the, the book and the author from the previous one. Because trying to Google that, I could not find uh, James James uh, W Hare. Yeah, James W Hare. Um, or his book. It's what hair, actually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was clearly just fabricated, uh, um, and the story as it was, was just like kind of a fictional retelling of, of a Native American legend, um, and things added to it to give Icker Falls its spooks, basically, an origin. Um, and personally, as a final piece in this collection, I do think it works. Um, that said, I'm not sure it would work solely on its own. 
Uh, I think that if you get you get the collection or you read through the website and the this is available on the website, <laughs> um, it's a good complimentary story for like reading everything. Like if you're reading if you're reading all the Acre Fall stories anyways, this might be a good cap for it, uh, or at least a good like add, addition to it. Um, but otherwise, either through lack of meaningful context and length, um, it I the at best I could give it a partial recommendation. So, that is my opinion. So, Mikey, these stands for Yeah, I, I'm going to probably be on the same sort of page, because as a standalone, it's not that great. Like, I, the fact that it says certain vanished tribes or groups, and it could easily specify, because you know they're certain, Yeah, <laughs> um, that... It's already skipping over a lot of information, though, yeah. and not telling you things. Yeah. So. And that was the very first sentence. <laughs> but it was, like, certain, whatever. Like, okay, well, tell me. It's the beginning. <laughs> uh, and then I would have been happier if it had a moral or some things. Like, and that's why the trees are still and the animals don't talk. And well, that is why. That is but, why. I, I mean, to that. add that extra bit to it, like, as if someone's saying it, mm-hmm. um, which is... As it is, it kind of, yeah, it, it kind of stops being a moral story that, like, Native Americans would have as, for their legends, mm-hmm. and becomes like, I, I will agree, actually, by the end it kind of becomes just more of a horror story. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, like, everything's crappy, and the best thing that Trickster, the, the hero of the, of the day, can do is just hide it from the world yeah. with mist. And, like, when people show up, Mark a few of them to safeguard everything. Yeah, essentially the writer of this um, actual story from the past was like the original horror author kind of deal. Like he took an actual legend that had a moral and there was a reason for it to be retold, and he's like, "I'll just twist that, yeah, yeah. make it weird." And then the trickster in the story is just plain lazy. It's, it's like they come to it like, "Do this," I'm like eh, I don't wanna. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to claim to be an expert on Trickster, um, but from the sounds of it, he does have like like. While yes, he is very he is like a heroic character in their myths. He is also sometimes lazy, <laughs> and he's kind of like and sometimes likes to do things like that make things easy for easier for him. <laughs> Here's my problem with Trickster. I don't understand why everyone's going to him for help when there's gods around. Like the gods go to him. Doesn't that make him a god? Yes. More than the gods are? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's... <sighs> this, this is why I said that the story doesn't really do well on its yeah. own. Mm-hmm. Because you need some more further reading. <laughs> yeah. And uh, continuing on, the yeah. the whole sort of tying it to other Iker Falls stories is sort of a nice touch. Like, the whole heart being the falls, and it's like, oh, the falls are... Are cursed. Are cursed. And, <laughs> and then the woods are cursed. And the iron is cursed. <laughs> have the falls actually been in any of the stories, specifically? The falls have been in, in Cedar Springs. Because the, the Cedar Springs, like, uh, gated community is built right next to them. Yeah, because they can feel the mist. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing actually happens at the falls. That we've seen yet. Like, we mm-hmm. haven't... Remember, like, these are all the stories that... Uh, that these are all the first stories that, um, that Chris Straub and Sarah Ferris wrote. Mm-hmm. There are other submissions on the website that we'll probably get to next year. Yeah. Um, tune in then. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there, I, as far as I know, like I, I haven't seen one that that specifically says like includes the falls, other than Which is Cedar weird. Springs. Yeah. Well, again, Icker Falls is the town, but it's, yeah, it's also the the, geogra- the big geographic landmark. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you think the fall, especially with the falls now being like revealed to be like the heart of of this monster. Mm-hmm. You'd think that that would be the case, but... So, like, I wonder if, like, there could be a story where, like, you, they go into, like, a cave or something underneath the falls, or, like, where the falls originate or something like that, is, like, a really thick area that, like, rarely anybody can check out. And when you go there, there's just this, like, giant beating heart that's just pumping out the water that, go, that comes through the... that comes down the river. Yeah, totally. That would be actually fucking creepy as hell. Like, it'd be some cool, like... Alright, I'm gonna have to start reading, writing that one. <laughs> Or the other way to look at it is this is all a legend and none of this is actually in the lore. <laughs> this is just what the people in yeah. the lore talk about, but none of this actually happens. But then what? Why the f- 
Would you bother writing that? That's, That's my question exactly. <laughs> but it's in the collection, so it's canon. Oh, yeah. And again, it is just innuendo and, uh, like, again, like you said, legends and some of that. So it's really up to your interpretation when it comes down to it. Hmm. You're going to say something, Mike? Yes. You're oh. laughing to yourself quietly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was just thinking about uh, the naming structure for Icker Falls. And what if it's just a miscommunication? Sort of like how Canada was named? Because uh, there's the Heritage Moments way back when they used to air all the time on TV. And it has uh, a guy coming to Canada for the first time. And he's talking to the Aboriginals. And he's basically mistranslates and says, Oh yeah, the name of this nation is Canada when it's actually the name of a village. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. neat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, th- there could be some sort of miscommunication, so Iker Falls has nothing to do with the falls. <laughs> I mean, technically Iker Falls... Oh, yeah, technically Iker Falls... Like, like the word Iker and the word Iker falls is... just happen to mean something in English? Well, yeah. Iker is something completely different in the native language. <laughs> well, the thing is, Iker is Greek <laughs> for God's blood. Okay. Like, it's actually, and that's actually one of the things you'll, uh, you'll notice actually in the visitor's guide in the little, like, blurb on, like, the town itself, like, in all the redevelopments and stuff. Mm-hmm. All the districts of the town are based, are Greek words, like Olympias, mm-hmm. or, like, Elysium, mm-hmm. and some of that. Um, so there's also, like, a kind of Greek wording stuff to it as well, but mm-hmm. it's Native American. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, like, a lot of Native American, like, roots in the supernatural stuff that's going on. Sounds cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Probably what it was. Yeah. Um, also, there's actually a lot of Greek towns in, like, New England area. Uh, like, especially, like, Pennsylvania area. There's a lot of, like, Athens and Sparta and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyway, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you basically just ruled that out. There's just some Greek guy came and was like, I'm gonna name this Iker Falls. Yes. <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, like, the, the Greek guy, or, like, some Greek guy, or uh, some so, like whoever founded the the town itself, yeah, um, could have talked to the uh, the Native Americans, like the Manitans, like some some like descendant of the Manitans or something like that, mm-hmm. and they told them the story about the heart on the fall or became the falls. And it's like, oh well, it, shining one's like a god. Well, it's like Icker, so it's like Icker Falls. <laughs> or what happened is when they the people came there to um, like settle, the the natives were there, and their leader thought that he was a god. And then the people that were coming in to encroach on their their place, uh, they had a uh, a battle with the god at the top of the falls, and then they killed him there. Yep. To take over the land, so his gonna, blood uh, went went through the falls. I was gonna say so god, god blood falls, Iker falls. That's yeah. What name? Well, bam. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say so. Oh, so it's like the road to El Dorado, where they where the natives think that uh, the characters are or like the the uh, Spaniards are gods when they show up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then you was like, oh, then they have this big plummet battle. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, it's nothing like El Dorado to El Dorado. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> it's the more gritty road to El Dorado. Mm. <laughs> the road to Iker falls. <laughs> God, why are we so stupid? I ask myself that every day. (laughs) Anyway, so for recommendation-wise, it's a partial recommendation. Okay. Like, as it's uh, on its own, no. But if you can make those connections to the other stories, Mm -hmm. then it's a yes. So it's that... Partial. Partial, yeah. And Gamer. Nah. <laughs> Alright. No, I can say more about that. Um, my problem with this is you can't just kind of pick it up and read it. You have to have background Everyone. information. Yeah. And the problem is, they tell you where to get the background information at the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. If that was at the start, then it could be like, it could be saying this story has elements from this in it, you would have to read this to fully understand it. Okay, then I would be fine with that, but it gives fake information at the start, which you can't reference to get background information, and then it feels like it starts in the middle of things, and there's no... <sighs> you didn't like it because it was out of context, and... Yeah, it's completely mm-hmm. out of right context, and, like, a lot of things weren't even said in the story, and, like Mikey said, there's no moral to the story, there's no reason that it would be carried on through generations being told over and over again if there's no moral behind it because why would you bother and like 
because a lot of things are mentioned, you have to assume a lot of things, and I hate assuming. You'd also think that, like, if, if Trickster, like, marked people to, keep, to to be the keepers of the secret place, why the hell is this legend <laughs> being told over and over again? Like, why is that part of the legend? <laughs> what do you mean? That he marked people? <laughs> like, isn't that kind of, like... Kind of uh, alert people that there are there are people in the among in the area that are keepers of the secret place and stuff like that. Well, that, that's the Stillwood King. That is interesting. I didn't think of that. I also I was thinking of, again like yeah, I, Lemon Blossom Girl. Oh, actually, I was thinking of the Horticulture <laughs> Society. From, <laughs> I, I, but again, that I will blatantly say that that is both from you and also RPG games I've listened to like actual plays of where. Um, from Ugly to, or, uh, Drunk and the Ugly, uh, they they did a, a, a mini campaign set in Nicker Falls uh, because um, their uh, uh, their Sam Gravener um, really loves Nicker Falls. Like actually, he's the one that got me like noted like uh, kind of like uh, got me actually kind of re- like like get the collection because I wanted to like look more into it and stuff. Um, and his rendition of the of the this whole of the events and so they go on in Nicker Falls. Like he has like a secret there's a secret order in the town that is like keepers of the secret place and some of that. So I will fully admit that my opinion on that is from an outside source. Mm-hmm. An expanded universe thing, if you will. Legends. Mm. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So I'm I'm sure if I did research and did like more reading on this, I would enjoy it more, but as, but as it, it is alone, at face value didn't really like it. That's fair. So yeah, that's uh, I don't know. Alright. No, like, uh, yeah. like, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. <laughs> like, I, it might also partially be because my expectations were a little high. Sorry. <laughs> I might, it ties I, everything together so good. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> and then as the, as, the, as the story, uh, well, as the last two or three stories went on, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I may have overhyped overhyped this. <laughs> this is why, audience, you don't overhype things. No. Because the expectations are always going to be more than what can be delivered. Mm-hmm. Don't take the hype train. Just no. walk along the tracks. You'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe maybe not. Yeah, walk along the tracks. Don't walk on the tracks, because then you're going to get hit by the hype train. I mean, as long as you're, well, uh, you're behind the hype train. Yeah. The hype train's going But then there's another train behind that. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I think the problem is... That review helped us throw threw us on the hype train tracks, mm-hmm. knowing the hype train was coming. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, then I, and then when I was trying to grab the hype train, I missed it, and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this isn't gonna be great at all." No. <laughs> then you looked at your phone. It's like, "Oh, my battery's dead. I can't even warn them that it's coming." No. <laughs> They're like a mile up the up the tracks. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's it then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so that was Ickerfall for 2018. Um, we will probably go back to Ickerfall next year, uh, with the expanded stories, just to see what other stories from Ickerfalls are, um, what other people have kind of contributed to the universe of it. Um, that is our week, that, that is our week's episode. So if you like what you heard, if you did, leave us a comment in the comment section below. Wherever this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, you can also, uh, talk to us on Twitter. Mikey is at the East End Cerebral. The Gamer Niel is at the Gamer Niel, but without the W, because Twitter hates him mm-hmm. as much as Xbox does. Just like every other format. <laughs> My name is too long. Yep. I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can, uh, send us, uh, a rating and review on iTunes or any streaming site that has our show on it. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like to discuss on the show. If you look to check out the title cards for each episode, you can go to crazonstudios.tumblr.com, crazon.deviantart.com, or our YouTube channel where you can check out the videos of each episode, Aldente Rigamortis on YouTube. Um, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigamortis and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. Currently we have $2 and $5 tiers, but really any donations help. Um, $2 tier and $5 tier will get you uh, early access, special episodes, early access, or <laughs> early access, special episodes, early access. access. <laughs> also, <laughs> early access. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really hammering in that $5 promotion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, special episodes include, um, uh, we have Al Dente Real Talk, where we talk about films that either were inspired by creepypastas or the inspiration for creepypastas or have similar themes in, in horror. 
Um, there's also uh, actual play rigor mortis, where we run tabletop games that are horror themed and sometimes and most of the time loosely based on creepypastas or creepypasta esque uh, tropes and themes. And from my two co-hosts, sans me, we have El Dente Reloaded at the five dollar tier, where Mikey and I go back to the old pastas that the the cultist and the doctor read in the past, read them ourselves, and see what our thoughts are on them. And El Dente Revelations at the two dollar tier, where Mikey and I continue those thoughts from Reloaded after listening to the old episodes that the cultist and the doctor did, and possibly have a mind breaking revelation while doing so. All right, and also criticize the art. Yes, because it's necessary. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure it is. You say so. <laughs> Wish you would stop. No, no. It's a race. Stop. <laughs> um, and to our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you. Because, well, listeners, if you weren't listening, we really wouldn't have much of a show to keep going. Um, and to the authors, we definitely wouldn't have a show to keep going, because we wouldn't have stories to keep discussing and reading. And that's how I started this whole show. So, thank you immensely. So, until next time, I've been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer Nilla. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>